0: Super Mario Presumably the games Not the Chris Pratt thing
1: No they uh, Bob Hoskins oh,
0: <gasps> I've never seen that Don't Because don't. I value my eyes
1: Bob Hoskins said It's the worst thing He ever did
0: And he killed a guy I did yeah <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer Bob Hoskins Has never been convicted Of murder Convicted <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: But what if there is No tomorrow There wasn't one today Fascinating away from her, you bitch! I'm Batman. Do or oh, do not, there is no
3: Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Nerdfest podcast. This week's nerds
4: are... John Carbon, Dan Watkins, Peter Johnson, Andy Chandler
3: And I'm Hazel Chandler. Today is our first podcast of 2024, so we're going to chat about the films and TV coming out this year that we're most looking forward to. We'll also reveal the number one thing we most enjoyed watching over the Christmas break. And Dan has a quizy quiz for us. What's the topic, Dan?
5: it's movies by numbers oh
3: nice so let's start the show
5: the worst thing
1: i did over christmas of a long list (laughs) uh my my nephew was watching the new year's eve thing and it was rick astley's concert
3: rick astley rocks new year's that's the one Mm. yes
1: and i introduced him to the concept of Vic rolling oh god (laughs) But he doesn't quite get it. So his definition of rickrolling, which is all he's been doing for the last week, is he'll come up to you and go, Uncle John, um, how many cows does it take to change a light bulb or any sentence? And you go, I don't know. And then he'll just start singing, never going to give you up at the top of his voice. Live action Rickrolling. Yeah.
0: Now, that is it, how it works, isn't it? I know <laughs> what
3: Rickrolling is, but, you know, just for the listeners.
1: It's, it's where <laughs> you lure somebody to an internet link and they think they're going to get a link of something exciting. But instead, you get uh, the video of Vic Astley singing "Never Gonna Give You Up."
3: Oh yes, no, I this this, this rings
1: a bell. Mm-hmm. It was it was mm-hmm. a popular meme about fifteen years ago, and
4: totally revived his career. Really, it
1: did. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's doing very well. Mm-hmm. He had a big slot of Glastonbury on the main stage. He had his New Year's Eve thing. His touring arenas next year. Louise is going,
5: mm-hmm. and he's very generous with his Pixar DVDs as well.
1: Uh, I made that joke to high. <laughs> And he didn't... I don't think he... uh, it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, Yeah, he'll lend you a tattoo, he'll lend you you toy star, but he's never going to give you up. Uh.
3: (laughs) So, Dan, what was the number one thing you watched over Christmas?
5: I think it was probably the daily dose of Marvel we were getting with season two of What If? Hmm. Which uh, I... Find myself enjoying a lot more than I thought. I thought, yeah. need something in the background while I'm wrapping Christmas mm. presents. How much were you expecting to enjoy it? <laughs> Not a lot. I didn't yeah. really like season one, but there's some really strong episodes mm. in the second season. Yeah. It felt like they were having a lot more fun with the concept. It felt like they were able to use the depth of characters that they've built up over 20, 30-odd films mm-hmm. and just have a bit of a play about with new ideas for them. So you get a cool film noir episode with Nebula, you get a kind of retelling of the Winter Soldier story, you get a Christmas episode, you get one that is basically Mario Kart with Tony Stark and Gamora, Mm -hmm. with more Jeff Goldblum than you got in all of Thor Ragnarok, I think, in that episode.
1: Yeah, I particularly like the Ant Man one, which was uh, "What if Marvel's visual effects team were given sufficient time and money?" <laughs>
5: that, was, uh, that was good. Yeah, there's an episode that's a nod to Neil Gaiman's Marvel 1602 comic, Ooh. which is Tudor-style Marvel, where you get Tom Hiddleston playing a Shakespearean actor in Shakespeare's time. They got Kate Blanchett in to voice an episode, which mashes up her character from Ragnarok with the Ten Rings from the Shang Chi film. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's even a brand new character they introduce who is an indigenous American character. And it's what if the Tesseract didn't make it to where it was in our universe? It ended up in North America several hundred years ago. And her tribe gains the powers from the Tesseract and are able to repel the invading Spanish armies yes. and European forces that come to colonize them. That sounds really good. Does
3: that mean we don't get Hamilton?
5: Mm, well, pro- <laughs> that's your <the old> downside. <laughs>
3: that's, the, that's the first thing I thought of, which
2: is. Yeah, <laughs> I, gu- I guess.
5: Yeah, European settlement of America does not happen in the yeah. same way, so probably not. But her name is Kahori. Her episode can work as a standalone. You don't need to watch the rest of the season. You can watch these things in any order. She turns up again before the end of the season, but just that one episode alone. If you like films like Prey, which came out a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, I think that one in particular is really worth a watch.
3: Yeah. You've almost convinced me. No, you have convinced it, it me. It
1: kind of just think mm-hmm. out, did not it? it I'd forgotten it was coming, and then I'd forgotten it had to come. But... Part of my life.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the best MCU you'll see, but mm-hmm. it's... Not the worst. It's nowhere near the worst, even in the past six months.
3: All right, excellent. <clears throat> Andy, what is your number one thing you watched over Christmas?
5: Priscilla. Queen of
0: the Desert. <laughs> um, no, Priscilla, uh, Wife of anyway. the Elvis. Mm-hmm. This is a new film from Sophia Coppola. It'll still be out in cinemas when this episode comes out. It's uh, the story of Priscilla Presley told from her perspective as opposed to the uh, 2022 Baz Luhrmann film about Elvis, which was about Elvis, you know. stranger, isn't that? Yeah, it's <laughs> By the title. Predictable, but uh, this is uh, the story of a young, far, far too young girl who falls for the uh, biggest star in the world and is very excited to live her fantasy life, and then finds that it's not all it's cracked up to be, and Elvis is a shit. Um, yes. No. Well, he's no. He's 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 an interesting, complex character. He's charismatic and magnetic. Um, metal sticks to him, but he, <laughs> um, no, but he's, he's he's very controlling and yeah. um, has a real temper and gaslighting and abuse. And do you
4: feel it exists in the same universe as the other one? As in, do mm. they just feel two totally different stories or do they feel like
0: two sides of the same story? Oh, they're polar opposites in the way mm. that they're told.
3: Yeah, but it does kind of touch on the story of celebrity and becoming famous so quickly on such a stratospheric level. And a lot of Elvis's outbursts and cruelty, you can kind of, kind of tie it to that and him being kind of so scared about having this level of celebrity mm. not, not that I'm excusing that kind of behavior but it does touch on both mm. sides of that he's not an out and out bad character
0: yeah it doesn't paint him as a simple monster um not not just uh she's married a guy who's just awful and yeah. it's, it's nuanced and, it, and it realistic grows. and understandable like mm.
3: his cruelty grows mm. what was my favorite part was the there was a girl sitting along for me in the cinema and whenever elvis did something cruel or say something like you know that was really demeaning to priscilla or threatened to leave her which he did a lot she would absolutely throw her arms up the air and go ah <laughs> and then when priscilla would like forgive him or she would not react in a way that however this girl wanted to she'd be like ah <laughs> it was it was really kind of nice to watch actually yeah.
1: i saw the trailer and my main takeaway from the trailer was the guy playing elvis is about three feet taller than the yeah. person playing priscilla and but they would yeah. try and
3: desperately to, the to get them in
0: the frame together
3: He towers over her, Mm -hmm. which actually is kind of part of the story.
0: Yeah, he he Mm -hmm. dominates her, dominates her life, and and, um, the the physical stature of the two of them kind of uh, gives you a visual Mm -hmm. representation of that. It's uh, stylistically very different to the Baz Luhrmann film, which was high energy. And this is quieter and more thoughtful, and I love that. It's Sophia Coppola, who, um, I, I really like her work. I'd say this is almost as good as Lost in Translation, which may be my very favourite film. Mm-hmm.
3: Going back to the height difference, though, that becomes less of an issue as Priscilla's hair grows. Ah,
2: oh, I see. Oh, that's a point, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the
3: higher her hair gets, the higher her confidence grows, which is quite nice to see, actually. She starts off as, you know, a 14-year-old child but she does grow throughout the movie, both literally and with her confidence as well. And
1: yeah, that, that explains that's why you've got the beehive at the moment. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you, you do seem very
0: confident. Or oh, right? it's hard to get the headphones on there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's viral marketing for the Jason Statham film. Oh, we'll come on to that <laughs> <laughs> later. We'll come on to that. Yeah, yeah Priscilla, really, really good. Um, it, it should be watched by all people.
3: I agree. Peter, what have you got?
4: A couple of things. I've been doing a lot of comfort re-watching, I suppose, over Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I've been going through late tenant into Matt Smith, Doctor Who, and also um, watching quite a bit of Buffy, I think I've been through all the season oh, yes. four, and also um, Hawkeye, which mm. Christmassy. was actually pretty great watching it again. Uh-huh. That really it's impressed Christ- me again. It's
3: Christmassy uh, TV series. Exactly, show, okay. yeah, yeah.
4: And the that was part of the reason. Echo as well. Mm. Echo! Yes, Echo. which is the new sort of follow-up oh. series that also has the Kingpin's the bad guy and has the Echo character, who is the... Deaf. (laughs) I can't remember which is deaf or blind. I'm getting slightly confused with Daredevil there, because Echo and Daredevil do often feature in the same stories. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's only two days away for us now, Mm -hmm. so by the time this podcast comes out, you'll already have ignored it. I didn't realise it was that close. (laughs) And all the episodes are arriving at once. Five episodes, yeah, out on the ninth. But one thing to quickly mention is Boat Story, which is very much one of these things that's a bit like a British version of Fargo. The sort of characteristics of the fargoiness, I suppose, is they're always quite cinematically looking, have a fairly black sense of humour, lots of twists and turns and changes the balance of power, and normally some sort of comedy hitman character that's following you throughout the series, usually with some sort of distinctive physical or behavioural gimmick. This one's Daisy Haggard and Patterson Joseph, who discover a crashed boat full of drugs, and they decide to take the drugs and try and sell them. And comedy hijinks ensue you, as they're chased around by a French drug lord called The Taylor, played by Cheki Cario. And mm. I, uh, no, I enjoyed it. It's, if anyone's seen The Tourist. Yes. It's the mm, same sure. same guys okay. who made that. Mm. And obviously there's a new The Tourist has just come out as well. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably enjoy that too. Mm. And also mm. the actual Fargo has just had a new series starting, which is about two or three episodes in that we're watching. Which stars Juno Temple, who's really, really good in the mm. lead character. And that I would highly recommend. John Hammer's the bad guy. She was married to him nine or ten years ago, ran away, Is married to someone else, and he doesn't like that situation. Mm. Now he's found out where she is. So th- mm. that's really good. I'd definitely
1: recommend that. Excellent. John, how about you? <laughs> A couple of things I didn't enjoy that much, a couple of things I did.
2: <laughs> I you didn't the read the thing thing for this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Things that I've caught up with over Christmas, going from, like, bad to best. I saw The Killer, the new David Fincher film oh, yeah. that popped mm. on Netflix. Really didn't enjoy that. I think other people have seen it. and
4: Ian reviewed it an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed
1: it a bit more than me, but I just... There was no real plot there, and I didn't really get on with the Michael Fassman. It's like listening
4: to Andy review something. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. It's
1: true. I saw Wonka at the cinema, which I really enjoyed, but I thought the songs were a bit dull, which I was a bit upset yeah. with, because Neil Hannon of the Divine Comedy was responsible for the songs, and he's a really great songwriter. You, have you ever seen Wonka? Or yeah. uh,
4: mm-hmm. I haven't
5: yet. No, I do intend to. Uh, another very good Patterson Joseph performance. Yes,
1: yeah. Two of his great. Um, it's really good. for It's a proper old-school family film. It's the sort of thing that's going to be on ITV every Sunday afternoon for eternity. And I, I mean that in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I'm really pleased that they didn't feel the need to try and modernise it and be meta and clever with it, but just to do a proper, good children's family film. So that that was really good. Oh, nice. The thing I've been enjoying most, and I won't talk about a lot cause we've gone over it a few times, I think, I finally got on the slow horses bandwagon. Yeah, about time. After <laughs> many, many months of everybody telling me to watch it, which normally makes you not watch yeah. a thing. So we um, binged all three seasons over sort of the Christmas and New Year period, and it's really good. And I'm sorry for not listening to you earlier, but I really, <laughs> really, really enjoyed that. I'm I'm sad that we have caught up with it, but I think the season. Four is on its way, and it's been yes. picked up already for season oh, okay. five.
4: Yeah. So are they doing a pair again? Because they made them as pairs the last couple.
1: I don't think they are now, no. I think hmm. I think they've, they've finished filming four, and then it's been picked up for five. So, But there's how many books are there, Dan, you should know? Uh,
5: there are definitely eight, because Amy has all eight of them and has been binge-reading them yeah. uh, after binge-watching the show. She's on to book seven at the moment. I think maybe a ninth one has recently come mm-hmm. out, but that could be a short story collection. Local author, Mick yeah. Karen, writes them. And the three that have been adapted so far have all been quite faithful to the books. Yeah. And she's enjoyed reading all of them. So <laughs> if, if they keep sticking to it, there's more to come actually i kind of slightly take
4: back my choices because actually slow horses was the thing we would just look forward to and find an excuse to watch whenever we could in that most recent series we managed
1: to time it perfectly our binge watch we got to episode five of season three just as episode six came on so we managed to time it perfectly but uh yeah it's just everyone's just having fun with it gary oldman is clearly just having the time of his life and the stories are Always clever and interesting and don't repeat themselves. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that.
3: Excellent. Uh, Well, something that I watched and couldn't stop watching is Jury Duty, which is on Amazon Freebie, eight episodes. It is a series that takes place in the United States and essentially is about the jury selection process and then sitting on a jury right through to the final verdict. And the twist is that every single person in the courtroom... Uh, he's sitting on the jury judge you know prosecution defense they are all actors mm. except for one guy the amazing ronald gladden he thinks he has signed up for a reality show showing the inner workings of the jury process in the u.s so he knows there's obviously tv cameras and stuff like that that he talks to um but he doesn't know that his fellow jury members are actors including james marsden who plays himself well he plays an exaggerated version of himself he plays a very entitled actor um he yeah he, he throws a few hissy fits but the thing that makes the whole thing work is that it is a hero story so everything is based around ronald's reactions to everything like the the case itself which is a civil case it just gets crazier and crazier although it's America and I believe everything.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, he, he's kind of reacting to it, but he's like, he's getting really involved. He's really curious and he's such a good guy. Like, they send in lots of things to try and test him. And um, so, like, they're, they're seconded to a hotel. They have no contact with the outside world because of James Marsden and his profile, whatever. Mm. And they place him next door to a, I guess you could kind of call him a little bit of an odd guy. His obsession with how technology can improve the human body, Mm
2: -hmm. but
3: rather than Ronald being kind of a bit freaked out by him, he really like takes him under his wing and really wants to like restore his confidence and even takes him clothes shopping. And it's just like if you're a bit down on the world at the moment and you want your faith in humanity to be restored a little bit, like watch Jury Duty because it's just I just love it when nice things happen to nice people, and Ronald Gladden is the best of us.
5: I'm guessing this is a show that could only one season because once yeah. they can't do a season two if no. season one's aired.
3: No, it's not like, like The Traitors, which is like the same format, but like completely different people. Everyone knows what they're in for. No, this is a whole, like, he had no idea. Just thought it was a reality show.
4: Although it's on Amazon Freevee, so there's a good chance people won't know about it.
3: <laughs> Potentially, yes, which is why it's my duty to tell everyone to watch Jury <laughs> yeah,
4: a duty. Being on Freevee that has adverts, doesn't
3: it? It does, but only one. All right, so, yeah. so
1: does all so the price. So it's not too annoying. From the end of the month. Unless you want to pay them three quid a month more yeah. or to make the adverts go away. Yeah.
4: If, if there are enough good shows at a particular time, I probably will.
5: Season two of Reacher Boys, maybe? Yeah, maybe more.
3: When it comes to the, the the deliberation part of the show, it, there is like, uh, genuinely some good arguments being put forward because everyone has to play it straight. Everyone's got characters and mantras and stuff like that. And there is one guy who is like, there's, not, there's nothing like wacky to his character at all, who they put in there deliberately, I'm sure. So they do have authentic uh, opinions and arguments about the case. So yeah.
4: So I wondered mm-hmm. whether they would just make it more and more ridiculous and see when he finally was like, what the hell's going on here? This has got to be
3: they, some sort of thing. I mean, they, yeah, they do. But de- I guess the risk there is you happen. don't know
1: how long your series is going to end up. Is it going to be yeah. four episodes or so right? It's in a thing of water, though, isn't it? You can gradually... It's
3: more gradually. And they also have, like, plan B scenarios. So if he reacts in a certain way, then they do this instead. Mm-hmm. Or if he reacts in that way, then ah, they do this. Okay. So everything is kind of planned and scripted to a degree. Obviously, the actors... They need to react to whatever Ronald does Mm -hmm. or says. And so they're improvising to a certain extent. But everything that happens is planned. But everything that has a plan has a backup plan. Cool. All right. So we're going to do a preview of the films and TV shows that are coming out this year that we are most excited about. When I first kind of thought about this and we kind of came up with the idea of doing this, I was like, I'm not sure there's anything coming out this year that I'm excited about. I don't really, couldn't really put my finger on anything. Mm. Loads. <laughs> there's Loads of great stuff?
1: I saw a tweet doing the mom that it was like, which of these are you looking forward to? It was like loads of logos of 2024 films and I was like, mm, "Yeah. Prove me wrong."
3: All right. Jason Statham <laughs> Beekeeper.
1: Yes, please. Yeah. Uh. go. <laughs> okay.
3: Honestly, I've seen the trailer for this and it's like Jason Statham Taking on cyber scammers with bees. I, I, don't, what?
0: I don't know. This <laughs> I don't, sounds insane. I like it. Is it, like it. Is it a thing, thing where he's some sort of secret agent and mm. a code name is Beekeeper
5: it, or something? Yes. Because but if then, something threatens the hive, i.e., yeah. society. They oh. send in the beekeepers. But he is also a he's also beekeeper. He's also a beekeeper. Yeah. Because mm. the script is possibly confused. Is mm-hmm. this a sequel to Jerry Seinfeld's bee movie?
1: Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, YouTube video? It's the bee movie, but every time somebody says the word bee, it doubles in speed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is coming out on January the 12th. So, this episode will coming out a couple of days after that. So,
1: okay. we will actually probably be in the cinema watching yes. The Beekeeper. i mean, well, you might be. <laughs>
4: it's
3: going to be, it's, it's moonfall over all over again. Oh, like, it no. sounds amazing. You get really no. excited, but
4: then mm-hmm. but it's sadly disappointing. But,
0: Remember how that turned out, Hazel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. However Moonfall
3: What this movie is going to do Is moonfall. raise the awareness Of cyber scammers Who prey on the most vulnerable So you know It could be a civil service type and movie. Moonfall And bees
1: Are you going to be like When I'm in a cinema When there's like a law thing And I'm going This is wrong, this is so wrong,"
4: <laughs> And all the beekeepers Will be tutting as well <laughs> um, um, Same day um, is, there, is there quite a lot of buzz about it? For oh, fuck's sake <laughs> Good one <laughs> The same day, twelfth January, as uh, Poor Things. Oh yeah, that sounds interesting. Mm. This mm. is
3: yeah, Emma Stone looking like she's gonna get an Oscar for it potentially.
5: Really? Oh, cool.
3: Playing mm-hmm. a young girl who comes back to life. That's uh,
5: something weird, no, like Frankensteiny. Frankenstein-y. Yeah. yeah, right. She is playing a mother who dies in childbirth, and the brain of the baby is put in the head of the woman. Right. And brought back to life by Willem Dafoe. At which point I was out.
3: Yeah, the trailer for this looks bonkers. Mm.
5: Yeah. As soon as I saw the bulldog-duck hybrid thing wandering about, I was like, no, done, no, not a chance. Amy, go by yourself. I'm not watching that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I'm really looking forward to this. By I, yeah. The guy
0: who did the favourite. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. glad that you said that. I did not. <laughs> I didn't really like the favourite, but I, I like the style. I'm, I'm interested in poor things. I'm going to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Hazel is not going to watch it. Uh, no. yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think no, it's a fascinating
1: not. concept. It's been cut, though, hasn't it, in the UK? It's been, it's been, oh, been really? snipped. Oh. Entirely out of existence, good No, just uh, some sort of scenes of a sexual nature That
5: Uh. breach BBFC guidelines
3: Uh. Something that has been getting great reviews Is The Holdovers Coming out on January 19th
5: I caught an early screening of this over Christmas And I didn't know whether to save it As the best thing over Christmas Or a 2024 (laughs) preview Mm. But it is fantastic
1: Wow Mm. Is it Paul Giamatti?
5: Yeah, he plays a history teacher So
3: automatically me and Dan are on board
5: It's the best I have ever seen him in anything, <gasps> mm-hmm. and he's normally pretty good yeah. in most things. Let's not talk about the Amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> I don't quite know how to describe it, but it was like watching a really good novel. Okay. There, <laughs> in in that there are just the every character feels like a complete person. Okay. And they've all got huge amounts of depth to them. The story progresses, and you just find yourself caring more and more and more as What's it goes the on. Basic concept. Posh boarding school, every Christmas there are a certain number of boys who, for whatever reason, can't go back to their families over Christmas. Mm. So they are the holdovers. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. A, a teacher is assigned to look after the holdovers each Christmas. This year, Paul Giamatti's character has reluctantly had to do it. There turns out to be only one kid left mm-hmm. by Christmas. It's him, the boy, the school chef. And they're like a little makeshift family Hmm. over Mm -hmm. Christmas.
1: I've heard it's kind of like a throwback to like 70s kind of
5: Hal Ashby. It's set in 1970, Mm -hmm. so that would fit. But what I really liked about it the most was this idea running through it, which is true in life, that you might think you know someone or you know how they think or what's going on, but you never really know everything Mm. that's going on with someone. Mm. And these characters find out more and more about each other because they're the only company they've got for this holiday. But even by the end, they all recognise that you still don't know everything about these people. You can't judge them the way that you thought they were. There's more to everyone. I It mm. sounds a little I bit
1: like you described the Breakfast Club. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I really like the Breakfast Club.
3: I but do, yeah. Andy, do you want to talk about the zone of interest? I it's would
0: love to, it's very interesting.
3: Holocaust drama is right up your street.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, a uh, little synopsis is the commandant of Auschwitz, Rudolf Hess, and his wife strive to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to their camp. So it's yeah. um, a kind of suburban, idealized, mm. lovely picket fence style, children playing in the garden, um, friends around for barbecues, n- immediately next to Auschwitz. <sighs> but it's, the whole thing is about silent complicity in horrors and, um, People just willfully turning a blind eye to evil things that are going on.
1: who directed us? it this?
0: Uh, Jonathan Glazer, That's, who did yeah. Under the Skin, uh, which was phenomenal. Such a weird mm. film. Mm. Really good, but yes. weird. Under the Skin is on at the sign side in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I might go see that. Mm. Uh, but Zone of Interest, I think it's the second of February, and it's the single thing in twenty twenty four that I am most excited for at this stage. Mm.
1: Um, it's got amazing reviews, I think, hasn't it? I think has it already been out in America? Or, yeah, it has. yeah, to get the water and people have been saying it's really really good, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll
5: I'll throw a, a film in mm. over the top rope and into the ring, which is the Iron Claw there we
3: are.
5: Yes, this is Zach Evron. This is Zac Efron, uh, Jeremy Allen White from DeBear, and mm. Harris Dickinson playing three of the Von Erich brothers, who, for people who know much about wrestling, were one of the biggest families in American wrestling in the 70s and 80s. Von mm. Erich, not their real name, a character adopted by their father, who, uh, let's say, pushed his sons into the business of becoming wrestlers like mm. their dad, and helping to run a regional territory in Dallas. The real story of the Von Erich family is absolutely tragic. Mm. There were, I think, six brothers. One of them made it past the age of 35. Mm.
1: They wow. cheered the stuff, not cheered it up, but they've de they've actually, it because it was what? just too... Teen- so many of the yeah. brothers
5: died by suicide. They've <gasps> taken one out of the film because there wasn't enough time to do all of them. Mm. Oh. It's an incredible story. The true story is almost unbelievably tragic, if they're able to put that through an A24 drama lens in this film and tell the story of this family who, to the public eye, are the heroes of Dallas, the heroes of Texas, but behind the scenes, all of this turmoil is going on, it could be really special. They've, not roided up, uh, they've all bulked up significantly with yes. no additional help whatsoever. <laughs> the special
1: Hollywood magic protein diet. <laughs> Much yeah. like
5: all the real Von Ericks, who definitely <laughs> never <laughs> took anything.
1: Uh. I, I wonder with the trailer a little bit, whether there's going to be a case of people going and expecting a fun wrestling story, p- particularly maybe over here where they're not that well-known.
4: Mm. You mean, will they be sort of I disappointed?
1: Don't know. I, do you think the trailer miscells it a little bit, having...
5: Maybe it, a bit. It sort of shows more of the happy side of things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Beware. Everyone beware.
0: <laughs> <laughs> beware. <laughs> There's,
1: um... What's the difference between the Iron Claw and Mr. Socco's
0: move? The Iron Claw goes on the forehead, Mr. Socco goes down the gullet. What was the
1: move Mr. Socko's move
0: called? The Mandible, the mandible
5: claw. claw.
3: I have no idea what just happened. Nope. Mm. Madam Web, that's coming out on... No, it isn't.
5: Pass. Pass
3: no okay all right hey, sydney. Hey, we Sorry, know that
5: man he was in the amazon with my mother when she was researching spiders right before she died
3: sydney A sweeney line that has
5: been taken out of the trailer for the film after all the memes oh dear
3: oh wait, yeah let's just yeah. move on <laughs> yeah. wow. i was gonna say sydney sweeney as spider woman is the one thing that's kind of intriguing that,
5: sh- that could be good but also mm-hmm. it's in the sony spider-man yeah. universe so yeah. speaking of yeah. which do, no. do we want to move on to
1: craven the hunter Oh. No, okay. Or let's just dump Craven and Venom Free in the same toilet as Madame Web. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Flush <laughs> them
1: all away.
3: June Part Two is coming out March the first. It mm. was it was supposed to come out last year, but obviously actor strike, mm. which has yeah. impacted a lot of these dates.
1: This is why I think the first half of 2024 is so stuck, isn't it? There's a lot that was pushed back. I think from mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, is that yeah. for finishing things or is that for promotional reasons? Both. Yeah, yeah. June two was finished, but. The actors couldn't promote it
3: because
1: yep. of the, uh, mm. the sag strike.
3: Are we looking forward to part two? Yes. I <laughs> <Let's>
5: think <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the point at which I had to give up on reading the book because I just couldn't get through it is about the point where part one film ends. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm a little wary. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be good. I struggled with the book, but I got through the events of the first film. Mm-hmm. If you can't get through the first bug, I know the rest of it. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to try.
0: Do we get Sting
1: and a Nappy in part two?
0: <laughs> uh, you get alopecia Austin Butler, I think.
5: Well, although Sting probably did fight one of the Von Ericks at one point. Probably, yes. Yeah. Not the same Sting, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do we get a worthwhile amount of Zendaya
4: this time? Because she was yeah, very much she's... relegated to dream sequences and things last time. I think she's she? a main character
0: in this one, uh, which is, is useful.
3: If you don't have enough Sendai, you can see her in Challengers later on in April. Okay. Ignore that, because I've just skipped a couple of films that I want to talk about.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> delete! Did uh, I mention American fiction? No. Yes, oh. because it sounds brilliant.
3: <laughs> Sorry, yes. No, I was just oh, being please. a dick.
5: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Carry hey, on. <laughs> so this is another one that could get some awards traction, maybe for Jeffrey Wright, oh. who good. is playing an author who can't get his books sold. His publishers say that the only way that you're going to get white people to buy your books is if you pretend to be what they think an authentic black voice is. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I've heard, so, you, I've so heard it. So it kind this. of likes a satire of American black poverty porn that gets taken and it at becomes face value.
5: a runaway success. And the, the film, like the book it's based on, is trying to prove a point about people who think that they're liberal and open, but actually they're just mm. as blinded as other people kind of like people who think all of britain is a ken loach film mm-hmm. like you think oh the northeast it's all like i daniel blake up there it's not mm-hmm. actually but there'll be certain types who watch a film like that and go oh those northerners they have it so hard mm. this film is trying to get at that in an american okay. kind of way mm-hmm. that sounds good
3: we've got a new ghostbusters film coming out uh, Frozen uh, Empire. On... okay we've got godzilla x kong oh uh, okay. no
5: no what the, I, I they like... run, Andy, they run towards the camera mm-hmm.
1: oh, God. So the, the Ghostbusters one, <laughs> we're, we're back in New York Which is good, when we're back at the firehouse It's not good, John, it isn't good
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, Based on past evidence, it will Slow yeah.
5: motion, pan up to the firehouse as reverent music plays Look, a thing you remember from the 80s mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't like Afterlife
1: I didn't like Afterlife, did, I, I really didn't like We can talk about this now, I can't with the ending Mm-hmm. CGI Haldromus was not a good choice on mm-hmm. any level.
3: But Godzilla X Kong? I Godzilla's pink.
5: Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Why? Barbie. Yeah. Barbie made <laughs> box office. <laughs> Marked. It's
3: a Barbenheimer uh, crossover we all wanted.
5: There's more Kongs. Mm-hmm. Like okay. loads of them.
3: Look, baby Kong. Bad Kong. Don- Donkey Kong.
4: <laughs> Isn't the Kong coming out of copyright? So there'll be Kongs everywhere soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, the con copyright situation is just a mess to begin with, but the original. copyright, Archaea won't come out of copyright in a couple of years' time, yeah. I think, yeah. I really am enjoying Monarch and just looking at Andy's eyebrows going up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of given me a bit of a taste for more of that world. And I liked Skull Island. Skull Island was good.
3: Is this because you don't want to let down Ian Mayer?
0: Probably, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I, d- I don't want to let him down by not liking a Godzilla
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to either. That's why I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, uh, okay. I can't hate it if I don't watch it. I'm joking, I can really. I
1: think it may have fallen between podcasts, but while we're on the topic, Godzilla Minus One was probably my one of my top three films of Same. last year. It
3: did fall between podcasts. Yeah, yeah. we should ah. have mentioned that at the start. Ah. It was brilliant. Mm. I loved it.
0: It was good. <laughs> God. Hey, that's,
5: that's pretty high. Praise <laughs> right. <laughs> Segway,
3: me. Civil War.
5: Oh yes, mm-hmm. that is on my list of yeah. films. Yeah, Alex to.
3: Garland's new movie. So this isn't about the American Civil War. This is a potential futuristic Old one. Or Marvel
5: civil war. Where this, Nick, Yeah, this Nick, is a speculative film.
3: Where Nick Hoffman is a president.
5: Yeah, oh, and certain states have seceded from the United States and they have gone to war with each other.
1: So whether this is fictional or speculative depends exactly when in 2024 it's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: It's Kirsten Dunst, isn't it? Yes. And Jesse Plemons,
5: Who uh, has a very sinister looking does. character. He always oh. does, but there's a particular line in the trailer for this where he's got someone at gunpoint and they say, I'm American, and he says, but what kind of American are you?
1: Ooh. Ooh. So Alex Garland is British, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so it's, so it's coming from a kind of a slightly outsider perspective. But I Do love everything to- he's done. He's, not, he's never made a single bad thing that I'm aware of. Oh, The Beach. Mm.
3: <laughs> the Beach was good.
5: The book of The Beach was good. Mm-hmm. The song was good.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was, it was Danny Boyle, wasn't it? The yeah. Danny so? Boyle directed yeah. the
1: film, but I think Alex, it's Alex Garland's book, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
4: What I'm looking forward to is the sequel to what I think is the best action movie of the last 10 years, which was Fury Road. And the sequel, Furiosa, is due out on 24th of May. Yep. Sequel or prequel? Oh, good point. Yes, there's a prequel. Yeah.
3: It's the origin story of Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: so it stars Anya Taylor-Joy as a younger version of Charlize Theron's character in Fury Road, and Chris Hemsworth, who plays Immortan
1: Joe.
3: With a very different nose. I see. And I'm very torn about this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Different to his normal nose.
3: Very different.
1: Is he
5: probably Coopering it? Uh,
3: Maybe not in the same way. Yeah, (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm. yeah. It took me a while to recognise him in the trailer. Yeah, It wasn't until his name appeared on the screen. It's like... Oh, he's got
3: straggly, long, dark hair. He's absolutely covered in mud, which I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: <laughs> but no, no, I am, I am looking forward to this. Uh, I, I agree. It's, it's one of the best action movies yeah. uh, of recent times. Is there a trailer
1: for it? I'm, I yes, mean, yeah, there I'm, is. No, I haven't I'm, I'm seen, seen the trailer, actually. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just,
4: yeah. just on principle, I'm looking forward to it because I thought Fury Road was so brilliantly done and the yeah. director is amazing. So it's George Miller still mm-hmm. directing. Yes. Yeah. He must be an age now. He, he's over 70, mm-hmm. which is... I mean, consider the, the amount of action in Fury Road yeah. that you could do that. I think he was 70 at the time then. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible, really.
3: I'm looking forward to Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.
4: Yeah, so This is, uh, I think, mm-hmm. might be the same day. Is that day. a restart? Where does yeah. that fit in with the sort of cycle? Sequel?
3: Several generations after the war for the planet of the apes, mm-hmm. which I think is the last one, apes have become the dominant species because a virus took out the humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That, this was before COVID. It takes place maybe 100 years after. Uh-huh. So the apes have evolved even more than they were mm. and it's it's not Caesar it's not his son yeah it's a completely different story but
5: he's sort of a figure in it in a sense of he yes. is a figure from history that people mm-hmm. remember and try to use his well you know when Caesar did this this is what happened so we should do mm. this or mm-hmm. a certain character will call himself mm-hmm. Caesar as a title yes to refer to someone mm-hmm. from from history Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting way to yeah, go about yeah. it. How many Kongs do we think are in this? <laughs> many. Many yeah. Kongs,
1: good. Diddy Kong year? Is it the
5: Chinese year of the monkey this year? <laughs> Kongdom be. of the... No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Inside mm. Out 2, can I talk about that?
3: Yes, yet? please Yay. do.
5: Uh, Inside <laughs> Out 2, Pixar. Yay. Ah, okay. The first Inside Out was one of Pixar's best films, delving into the emotions of a a child's mind as they're growing up with Mm -hmm. joy and sadness learning to live alongside each other and in the new film the mind is entering puberty and new emotions start to turn (laughs) up including anxiety anxiety, uh, who's played by Maya Hawke and things are about to get complicated Mm. and if it can match the level of the first one it should be really really good
3: I love the first one, but um, I think the ending sort of dragged out a little bit for me, Mm -hmm. and it was a little bit less impactful, Mm -hmm. but I love the concept of it.
4: I'm going to anticipate John's comment, which is probably that (laughs) you get mushed up between Soul and Inside Out and Elemental,
1: and And, and so they all just mush into one thing. Was Inside Out the one where they killed the elephant? Yes, bastards. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw the trailer, and you kind of go. N- 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 and the first one's great. I love the first one, but does it need a sequel? But then you could have said that with Toy Story. Yeah, but then you could yeah. have said that it, with Cars. So it you know, doesn't. 50/50. But
5: generally, Pixar have done fairly well mm-hmm. with sequels. Nemo. Their sequels tend not to be on the level of the first film, but they do seem to think about them more than other studios will tend to it's not a mm. cash grab normally mm. i don't think inside out was their biggest merch seller in no. the first place they basically tried to double the speed at which they were releasing yeah. stuff and i think they lost
4: something mm. in terms of magic at
5: that yeah. time and they stopped during the pandemic putting their films in cinemas so i think mm. three or four films mm. in a row went straight mm. to disney mm-hmm. plus
1: have you seen they're coming to the cinema Oh, All the ones that went straight to Disney Plus during Uh, the pandemic, they're giving cinema releases to this year, I think, in the run-up to Inside Out 2, maybe. They
4: should have been doing that in the last six months, because I think the Mm -hmm. cinema's been quite sparse, relatively.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, quantity over quality leads us into the... MCU movie that's coming out next year, Deadpool 3. Now the
5: only MCU movie.
3: Now the only MCU yeah. movie.
5: Yeah, the MCU movie I will see out of a sense of completism, but yes. not because I have any interest whatsoever not in it. Not even
3: with Hugh Jackman coming back, even though he no. said he was done with the role after Logan. Mm.
5: No, because I didn't massively love either of the other two Deadpools, and now Deadpool's in the MCU, and it's just... it's He's going to make references to things, and <laughs> <laughs> ha-ha quips, and... Uh, I, I It's, say, like, it's <laughs> a, a level of self-referential Leanness that I just I, Even I can't get on with I, I, He's I, swearing I, great Good, good <laughs> <laughs> for zero. It's heading to the dark side I've <laughs> spent the early <laughs> part of this podcast Defending season 2 of What If I Am Not Averse To new <laughs> MCU content But I just don't want Deadpool in my MCU mm. I feel
0: mm, similar I, I'm very, very Wearied by Ryan Reynolds's Shtick and I liked the first Deadpool, and I did not like the second one. And I, I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but he, he's finished. And uh, I will watch trailers, but I think I'm probably not going to be interested in this he's one. He's
3: got a divorce settlement to do now, Hugh Jackman, yeah. so he's
1: got... Oh, has he? Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but he looks interesting. There's going to be a lot of the Fox X-Men characters appearing, um, presumably being off to make way for new ones. I think Famke no, Janssen's in there. Much uh, Electra's appearing, I think. Jennifer Garner's Electra is in there. Why? Maybe.
5: Who cares? Rumours <laughs> of Patrick Stewart. It's just like a thing to point at the screen, like Leonardo DiCaprio and that meme going, Look, a thing I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Does anyone know anything about this untitled new alien movie? Apparently, th- th- there's a release date of August 16th. They're supposed to be set between the first two movies mm. and stars Kaylee Spenny, who uh, was in Priscilla. Mm. Um, so it's yeah.
1: Fede Alvarez. Of, I don't know how you pronounce his first name, the Mexican director. Okay. Who's done some interesting horror stuff mm. it's, a, it's a young adult cast In the main I think mm-hmm.
4: Is it a sort of smaller scale take maybe? Well, They yeah. said
1: that they brought the same team
3: in from Alien So the, ta- the same mm-hmm. people who built The Xenomorphs came on and built The ones for this movie, so it mm. can't be that small
0: Wikipedia says it is titled Alien Romulus, so presumably yeah. It's a crossover with Star Trek Presumably so <laughs> Okay
1: um. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm. A, I'm a, probably the biggest alien nerd. I think out of us all. I'm looking at the alien posters on the wall. Knew
5: and he the... wasn't human. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can we move from aliens into space and talk about Mickey yeah, yeah. Seventeen? No. I don't know. That is Bong Joon Ho's new film coming out oh. 29th of March. This is yeah. the Parasite director. Yes. This is the Parasite mm, director. Yeah. Robert Pattinson plays Mickey Seventeen, who is a clone. clone. Yep. Who is sent into space and slowly starts to regain memories of his previous 16 incarnations.
0: I think it's built on a bit of a um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the the sixth day, um, that that idea, I think, where memories and personalities can be transplanted to a new body, so you get sent to do a dangerous mission, and if you die, then we've got a new cloned body that we put your personality in. Didn't Moon use something similar as well?
4: It's six days. And I kind of like it in a Trasiani sort of way, but that was the only way to like it. I movie. wish it had had Bruce Willis in it instead. No, it would have been a really Arnold. good film with Bruce Willis. In <laughs> it. Arnold only. Yeah.
5: So you know, Bong Joon Ho plus Pattinson plus sci-fi Snowpiercer vibes plus a bit of Moon mm. could mm-hmm. be really good. I'm in for that. Yeah, that looks cool. Joker. The nah. Joker sequel? No. Nah. Was it called
3: Fully Adieu?
5: Fourth of October. A musical apparently. A musical yes. with Lady, Lady Gaga G-Ga as Poole.
3: Harley Quinn.
5: The best thing about the first Joker film was the discussions that happened after the film. Gosh. I remember us having a very lively group chat about it. I seem to remember Ian and Hazel on this podcast having very different views.
3: Yeah, I didn't like I it, it so at all. Well. Ian and Ian really
5: it. liked it. And hearing all those different viewpoints about the same film was better than watching the film itself. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't a great thing to it's say. It's not a great thing to say, but I got something out of the film because it was interesting hearing how differently people reacted yeah. to it.
1: Yeah. If you're going to rip off Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, you can't get away with it just by sticking Robert De Niro in and saying it's a tribute. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Dan. Hi. Would you like to talk about Paddington in Peru? At the oh, drop
5: of a hat. Sad. Why is it sad? Because... One of the things I liked best about Wonka was it had the Paul King, the director of the first two Paddingtons, his sense of visuals, his sensibility, his style to it. Is he not Paddington 3? He chose to Wonka instead of Paddington 3, so it doesn't have its director. He and Simon Farnaby have contributed to the story, but I'm not sure they've written the script. In addition to that, Sally Hawkins, who was one of the biggest... Most important parts of the Mm -hmm. heart of those Paddington films is not in this one, and they've replaced it with Emily Mortimer, who is great. Mm -hmm. But you take the director out, you take out one of the main characters. They might still recapture that magic of the first two, but I am very wary.
1: Mm. I hear it starts with Paddington googling Hugh Bonneville on the internet
5: (laughs) (laughs) and finding out he was very good in Paddington. (laughs) Yes, Um, yeah. But we we rewatched the Paddington films over Christmas, and they are brilliant, and I love them, and I mm-hmm. don't know how much of that is down to Sally Hawkins' performance, mm. and Paul King directing yeah. it, but I think it's probably quite a lot. Did Paul King write Spaced, or was one of the people who wrote that? There was Not something sure. weird about like that, he with me. was The Mighty uh,
4: Maybe, it, oh, it must be that. Yeah, it must mm-hmm. be
5: that. His first film had most of the cast of The Boosh in it. I mean, the mm. guy okay. who ran the zoo in the first series of The Mighty Boosh is in Wonka. Mm-hmm which I was not expecting uh, to turn up. Lots of ghosts turned up as well, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. And a Phil Wang cameo as well, Mm -hmm. which is fun. But yeah, I um, can't say I'm looking forward to Pannington 3 because I'm a little bit afraid they might ruin Mm -hmm. it.
3: Gladiator 2, anyone? November the 22nd. I am
5: so sad they're not using the Nick Cave
1: script. Tell us no. about this.
3: Cave or Nick Cave. This Cage. is
1: Gladiator through time, is it not? So Nick Cave, the singer, mm-hmm. wrote a spec script for Gladiator Two. Russell Crowe starts off in hell, fights his way back up from hell, fights Jesus at one point, and then he's involved <laughs> in all the major. What?
3: <laughs> Jesus is in hell. I mean,
1: I think he fights his way sense. out of hell, and then he has something with Jesus, and then he goes and is involved in all the major things in history like so he's fighting in the Vietnam War and I think he ends up like president or something right in, this sounds crazy and he, he wrote and apparently he just said to Russell Crowe Russell Crowe just wrote because I don't like it mate
3: it sounds sounds like forrest gump Mm -hmm. how forrest gump was there for very pivotal moments in history but
1: apparently it was just like one of the most insane scripts ever made Mm. and i really wish they'd made that
3: but this one has got um it's really scott is back Mm -hmm. uh paul mescal denzel washington
4: pedro pascal Uh,
3: pedro pascal
4: he's in a few things this year
3: i mean it must have some pretty good words if they those three are, are involved right
1: more money Also there's a monkey well, as well there's a, there's a fight with a monkey I believe in it So mm. keeping the monkey theme
5: going
3: I was trying to work this out Is this Ridley Scott's first sequel?
5: Well if you mm. don't count his sort of alien. alien Covenant was a sequel to Prometheus oh. Hannibal
4: uh,
1: Was Ridley Scott wasn't it? It might be a first sequel to something, something he that did. he's directed But he's directed sequels well, to other people's the were. The other one they were. Alien Covenant
5: yeah. yes. Covenant was a sequel to the prequel that was Prometheus Yes, yes.
1: Good point mm-hmm.
5: I, I blocked all of that <laughs> yeah. shit. Good move.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Anything that we've missed that any, uh, film-wise? <laughs> we haven't that even got into TV
1: yet.
4: Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning 2. We is have that, is yes. that
1: next year now, or has that
4: been moved
5: back? I don't it, think it was 28th it. of June. Has it been moved?
1: I believe it's been
4: moved okay. now.
5: Mm-hmm. now. Let's go on to telly.
3: Let's go well, on to telly. Uh,
0: there's some horror films um, mm-hmm. coming out this year. There's uh, Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Yes. Could be very interesting. He's uh, um a fascinating filmmaker and uh, I'm sure that will be mm-hmm. creepy and it's got Willem Defoe in it and a bunch of other people. So is it a straight remake of
1: Nosferatu because there was that film that came out a few years ago which I think had Willem Defoe in yeah. which was about the making Shadow of, of the Nost- Shadow of the Vampire yeah. Yeah. which had the premise that the guy who played Nosferatu was, was really uh, a vampire.
0: <laughs> <bad>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just a straight remake of the uh, when was Nosferatu out? 1922? Yeah. Something like that. Straight remake of that, I think. Uh, that looks good. Uh, there's the first Omen, and I like the Omen. Uh, I don't like many uh, horror films, but mm-hmm. I like the Omen. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I remembered the Exorcist prequel. Or was it right. a sequel? The Exorcist one is a sequel. Oh, yeah. they, they, they keep making new things with horror properties, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't be excited, should I?
1: No, I mean, there's what, there's there's like five Omen movies, and there's only one good one.
0: Yeah. That's, this is probably fair. There's uh, Beetlejuice 2. I'm not
1: sure. It looks, from what I've seen, it just looks like a little bit of a retread of the first one.
0: I don't care for the and first that's one. That's the point of sequels. <laughs> to you, know, some you, 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 don't, you don't enjoy the first Beetlejuice? Nah. Mm. <sighs> and finally, there's um, A Quiet Place <laughs> Day One, which mm. was a Quiet Place
5: prequel, I think. Which
3: it, Yeah, it's just as the alien-type creatures are landing on Earth and destroying people with their voices.
5: And it has Lupita Nyong'o in it.
3: Yes. No mm. John Krasinski this time.
5: No. But Jimon Honsu, who was in The yes. Quiet Place Part 2, does turn up in this. Apparently. Cool. Is Emily Blunt in it or is it a completely...
3: I think it's a no. different story.
5: They, they've yeah. moved on to another film that's coming out this year oh, called If, if yes. which is about imaginary friends Oh, that! I... and a girl who can see everybody's... It's Ryan Reynolds though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm.
3: But I watched the trailer this morning and he seemed to be playing quite a straight character.
5: Yeah.
1: Too. I liked the trailer. I thought mm-hmm. it looked quite interesting.
3: So that was film. Let's uh, move on to the television that we are most looking forward to this year. So we mentioned it briefly at the start Echo, that is coming Echo. out. Echo, Echo, Echo. Echo. <laughs> it's coming out a few days after we're recording.
0: She's a dolphin, isn't she? <laughs> so, <laughs> Sold.
3: <laughs> so Echo, for me, wasn't the most compelling character from no. Hawkeye, but that means there's plenty of potential, I think. Yeah. And it'll also see her revisiting the traumas of her past and reconnecting the character to her Native American heritage.
4: Is it made by the people who made Hawkeye? I don't know. I'm not sure it
5: is.
3: Mm.
4: No. The directors, they had Bert and Bertie, did three of the episodes for mm-hmm. Hawkeye, and those were really strong episodes. Yeah. I mean, if they have some of the, that team doing it again, I'm, sort of more in,
5: I'm going to watch it anyway and find yeah, out. Definitely. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be linked more closely to Daredevil. the Daredevil show that is currently being completely retooled yes. mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. than it is to Hawkeye. Mm-hmm.
3: And Charlie Cox is in it, isn't he? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: but also they're, they're dropping all the episodes at once, which they've which not done good. for a Marvel before. And why yeah. do we think they're doing that?
3: I mean, the, the, is it it's the,
5: the a cynical approach is they're or? getting it out of the way and going, go, "There's another thing, let's move on." Yeah. But hopefully, it will just be to go. Here's a lovely treat. Here's, mm. they they work as one big story? Mm-hmm. Have them all together. Hawkeye did really like watching them so all the way almost through,
4: almost
1: back to back. That mm-hmm. was really good. It's only five episodes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's um, going
3: to be a limited uh, series about the Penguin eight episodes takes place over the span of just one week in which the penguin violently climbs his way to the top.
1: This is Colin Farrell's penguin.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Colin Farrell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Colin,
0: yes. Farrell. Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell. <laughs> with his giant <laughs> hat. Also I, known as
3: Colin Farrell.
0: <laughs> the spin-off of the the Batman film. Yeah, which I haven't <laughs> yes. seen. Oh. Me neither. I have. Yes. How is that? I heard it's long, moody,
4: rainy. Oh. It was all right, but actually the the penguin wasn't one of the things that made that much impression on
5: oh, me. Mm-hmm.
3: Plenty of potential. They never refer
5: to him that because it is serious yeah. and gritty <laughs> and emotional. At any point did he say,
0: wah, 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 wah.
5: Not enough, no. Did he have a or
0: cigar
1: something. on a, in a holder?
0: Did he shoot anyone no, with him. an umbrella? No, don't think so. Fuck's sake, how is he even the
5: penguin? Well, he's not the comedy penguin. He's the serious penguin. The thing that appealed Sounds about dark. the Batman is that it decided we are dark, we are gritty let's just go with that tone and really go with that tone mm. and they do not let up on that tone almost to a level of parody yeah that's fun mm. it's fun because it's trying so hard not to be fun uh and that's what makes it yeah. fun if that makes sense how many times does
1: uh, the nirvana song get played that a was lot. all over the It takes last.
5: itself so seriously to a point where it goes past silly and works yeah if the penguin manages to recreate that it could be mm. fun but you won't be able to watch it in daylight because it's so dark one <laughs> one thing that's coming out in january
4: uh and uh, it's kind of i think burnt itself a bit which is true detectives that's got it's like fourth season is with it, so
1: this is season four yeah, yeah. with mm.
4: jodie foster solving some sort yeah. of crime in and Alaska. it's getting good reviews is it mm-hmm. okay. it is you always felt they had the potential, but it seemed to be very variable. The first season was a, great. Great up the on box. season two, didn't bother with three. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Mm. If the reviews are good enough, I'd I'd try again. We'll see. In March, there's the new sci-fi series from the showrunners for Game of Thrones, which Benny yes. often and Vice. Mm. The yeah. Three Body Problem. Yes,
3: yes. heard about this. All I
4: know about that is there's something about decisions made by a Chinese scientist after a father's murder during the Chinese Cultural Revolution. What she does ripples through time. That's literally all I know about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That could be interesting.
0: Based on a book, the book is supposed to be very weird. Hmm. But I haven't read it. Yeah, Things that are based on books. Um, <gasps> I have great apprehension about a Shogun, which is coming out at the end of February. The James um, Clavel. Yeah, James mm-hmm. Clavel adaptation. It's probably my favourite novel. And it is a huge, vast, sweeping, epic, dense, detailed book with multiple story threads and all sorts going on. And It's going to be a 10-episode mini-series. It's going to have to mm. be massively streamlined.
1: Mm. Hasn't this been done as a TV show or series before? 70s yeah. or 80s, maybe? What's it about?
0: It's set in 17th century Japan. The Portuguese have a bit of a, a foothold there and do a lot of trade, and they've got a load of missionaries, Jesuit priests over. Um, who are exerting a certain amount of influence over the Japanese court. And then uh, the main character is um, an Englishman who is piloting a Dutch ship, the first such to reach Japan. Crashland isn't the term when it's a boat, but they crash land on the uh, shore and he kind of finds himself thrust into Japanese politics and it's got so many things going on. It's a history and war and politics and um, love and cultural differences and language. and. It's absolutely incredible as a book. You cannot capture that in 10 episodes of TV. But it's possible that they'll pick a couple of stories out of it and they'll weave something really good out of it. It could be something really good. I love Japan, but it can't. The H's band. No. <laughs> it is banned? No. This is It, it can cannot... oh, David Sylvian, I'm an impression there. <laughs> I don't know who that is. You lucky man. <laughs> It can't be the same as the book, so I'm I'm worried. I'm currently reading the book again just to mm. get it embedded in my head, probably, so that I don't come back to it in the future. And then having watched the show, and then I've got someone else's images in my head when I'm reading the thing.
5: Well, I'm definitely adding the book to my list. Do. to read it's, now. Uh, Eleven
0: hundred and twenty-three pages long.
3: It's taking up a large amount of space in our bed. Right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take on that challenge <laughs> yes. of the book, not the bed. Metaphorically, or. <laughs> 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 but it sounds great.
3: Yeah. Dan, do you know when if there's a release date yet for The Acolyte? This is the new Star Wars show uh, that is taking place before the event.
5: No, no date announced, but it should still be 2024. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, in terms of Star Wars, we're getting The Acolyte and we should be getting Skeleton Crew yes. this mm-hmm. year. Andor has been put back to 2025 because of the effects of the strikes last year
1: these are are both live action
5: acolyte is set around 100 years before the events of the phantom menace Mm -hmm. so the jedi are still at their peak it's at the tail end of what star wars called the high republic era yeah there is darkness happening but they don't know about the sith as far as they know the sith are all gone we're gonna get a Wookiee jedi (gasps) we're gonna get lots and lots of jedi doing cool jedi things a a (laughs) wedi I, I can't remember his name, but they revealed <laughs> they revealed him at Star Wars Bells Celebration.
1: A, a Woody. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we got a trailer for The Acolyte at Celebration last year, which still hasn't been put out, which leads me to believe that the show isn't coming out anytime soon. Yeah. But the showrunner is Leslie Headland, who did Russian Doll, oh, yeah. and she seems to know what she wants to do with a Star War. Oh. Mm-hmm. Skeleton Crew, we also got a trailer for at Celebration. It's kind of Star Wars does ambling a little bit. A bunch of kids get lost in the galaxy. They meet up with Jude Law's character who is going to help them get home. Mm.
1: And when's that set?
5: That is set in the same time period as the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and all these other things. It's part of the Mandaverse. But we don't know exactly where it fits mm. in. Mm-hmm. That has got a lot of good directors attached to it. Daniels, who did everything everywhere all at once, mm-hmm. have done at least one episode of that, but again, we don't know if that's 2024 or whether it might be put back a mm. little bit.
3: Jude Law's son is also in uh, *Masters of the Air*, which is coming out at the end of January on Apple.
1: This has been a long time in the making, hasn't it? Yeah, *Flying Band of Brothers*. Well, the, that the yeah, short pitch it for it
3: pretty much is, and it's it's got everyone who's air quotes hot right now. So you've got your Austin Butler, Barry Keane, Shyam and it follows the 100th Bombardment Group of the United States Army Air Force during the Second World War. Hmm. So
1: it is a, it's like Tom Hanks is involved, and yes. it's very much like a Band of Brothers kind of follow Seems on. like it, yeah. Is this the Spielberg one? Yeah, exactly. He, 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 he was, was involved in, yeah. Band of Brothers. But I think it's been bouncing around for about 10 years between HBO and different places, and... It supposedly looks amazing and mm. looking forward to it. A couple of
4: other things that don't have dates yet is The Sympathizer, which is a thriller satire starring Robert Downey Jr. as a master of disguise, directed by Park Chan Wook, who what? did
0: *Elboy*. What What accent does he
4: have? <laughs> well, he probably has lots of different accents yes. if he's a master of disguise.
5: He's not a master of Welsh, though, is he? <laughs>
0: no.
5: uh, D- don't mention uh, yeah. Do It Usled, you'll set John off singing again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
4: Squid Game 2 is squid coming harder, back with yeah. its second season. Yes. Oh, uh, go to Squid 2 game. Is
1: that definitely this year? Yes, it oh, yeah, is, that, yeah. Yeah. Supposedly,
4: but they don't know when. Wednesday was said to be there. I don't know, I is feel that'll be later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I
1: think that might be later. There's, there's a lot of things that seem to be delayed. Like I thought we would get Poker Face Season 2, but apparently yeah. that's nowhere near even been written yet.
5: Yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff that might be coming out this year that if it does, will be exciting, but we have no... Definite yeah. dates for a lot of it yet. How's the dragon? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, that would be good. There we go. Yeah, it's all going to kick off. Dragons everywhere. Mm. Lots of fire. Bring they it
1: on. They've stopped with the, oh, the time jumps now.
5: Yes, we'll be, in, we'll be into the Civil War. We were in Belfast last month and walked past Titanic Studios where they film mm. a lot of it and just glimpsed little bits of sets and props. And did you get excited? I did, did a little, little bit, bit, yeah. Did, I was you, like, did oh my God. you see a dragon? It's a basket. <laughs> that basket might be in House of the um, Dragon.
4: And the, and the only other one which may be good or may not be is Fallout, which is due in April. This is based on the computer game. It is, yeah. And obviously that worked brilliantly for The Last of Us, but there's no guarantee mm. it'll work as we're well less, for this. Less well
1: for Halo. So. Yeah. I think The Last of Us has a strong narrative, which... Fallout yes. Halo have less
4: So more of a scenario than a story. Yeah. yeah.
0: Marvel has one more live action TV show coming out in autumn. Agatha Darkhold Diaries. okay. Oh, yes. uh, it has gone through a number of subtitles, which isn't a good sign. It was first announced. No,
4: as... I think you can change the subtitle without Im- well,
0: implying Well, no, I don't huge... know. I think it could be a problem. Um, One was Agatha, please God watch us. It was Agatha, House of Harkness, um, and then it was Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and now it's... What did I say? Uh, uh, Agatha,
5: remember that meme you liked three years ago? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Darkhold Diaries. The thing with that makes me think that um, there's producers somewhere saying, no, no, it has to have a subtitle. And mm. they, they can't settle on it, meaning, do they even know what the show is? That's not a good sign. Um, but we, Agatha was fun in WandaVision. I, I'm not particularly fussed about her having her own show. Aubrey Plaza's in it. I'll watch a
5: trailer.
3: Mm. Catherine is always great. Yeah. yeah. So
5: mm. Aubrey Plaza's always interesting. Mm-hmm. Weird, but yeah. interesting. With all the new characters they introduced in Phase 4 of the MCU, and Agatha's the one who gets the follow-up first. Mm. So there was that, that thing with Marvel last year and the year before
1: where they would just pop a celebrity up in the post-credits. So we got uh, Harry Styles is, mm-hmm. and then we got Charlie's Theron, Brett Goldstein. Yeah. Oh, God. But these um, people just pop up and I go, I kind of get the feeling probably never going to see them again. Yeah. I yeah, feels, I yeah, that's
3: the first and last time we're going to see those characters.
1: Yeah, it feels like they just stuck them in there and people go, hey, but with no Kelsey Grammer. They, they go, and, what? Yeah. <laughs> hey, like the fons. <laughs>
3: I thought it was Mario.
0: <laughs> Marvel are doing some animated shows as well, which I, I think are maybe slated to come out um, late this year, possibly 2025. But there's there's a Black Panther one, there's a Spider-Man one, but excitingly to me, there is a kind of rebooty, revisity, reimagining, re-something of uh, the X-Men 90s animated oh, yeah. series. <laughs> mm. Exactly. So and
4: is it animated or is it
0: live-action? It's animated right. um, and... It has the X-Men. I have no more information than that, but that's enough to sell me.
1: It's a continuation. It's kind of a bit like Netflix did with the He-Man series. It wasn't very good. It was Kevin Smith did it, and it was just weird. Uh, (laughs) But uh, Mark Hamill plays Skeletor.
0: (laughs) If Mark Hamill plays Skeletor in the X-Men show, I'll be very happy.
3: Mm (laughs) So... So that was our preview of what we're looking forward to in 2024. If we've missed anything, um, let us know on our social media at Nerdfest UK. (music) All right. So to wrap up, Dan has a quizy quiz for us. Let's go.
5: Yes. So this is my movies by numbers quiz. I am going to start with a ridiculous movie number and we're going to go through a set of 10 other numbers, you have got to tell me whether that number is higher or lower than the previous okay. one. A little bit like Bruce Forsyth's Play Your Cards Right, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. but with movies. You might want to write down what each number is so you can remember it as we go. You can work as a team okay. on this. So we're going to start with the number of days of the shoot for Eyes Wide Shut, which is 400 days. Jesus. The longest continuous shoot of any film ever. Okay. You start with 400 the number of F-bombs <laughs> in the 10 sweariest Scorsese films, is that higher or lower than all 400? All together. Definitely higher.
3: There's at least 300 in Goodfellas, so...
0: Mm. And there's, like there's a few hundred
5: in... There's more in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be in the thousands.
3: Higher.
0: Higher?
5: higher. You are correct. 1,918 F-bombs. Fucking <laughs> hell.
3: 1,918. Yep.
5: <laughs> is that all? <laughs> <laughs> so, number three... Number of minutes it would take to watch the entire MCU up to this point, oh, higher God. or lower than just one Just including TV? Including TV. Oh.
3: Oh God, right, so there's like nearly 30 movies.
4: Okay, how many hours is 6...
3: Yeah.
4: It's got to be higher.
3: I'm just going to say higher, yeah. It's got to be... That,
4: by my quick estimate, it's about 24 hours. And
3: 1,918 is 24 hours. Yeah, it's going to be way more than...
5: So it's got to be. You are correct again. (laughs) 7,804 minutes of content. That's 130 hours of MCU. Which of it is good? No, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) We'll be positive. I like most of it. 7,804. Question four. The number of times Harry Potter's scar was applied by the makeup teams on all (laughs) eight (laughs) eight movies. (laughs) (laughs) Higher or lower than 7,804?
3: I mean, eight movies. So that would be like almost a thousand times per movie. Is that too much?
5: Yeah, it's got to be because they yeah, do it. It's not a thousand shooting days surely per yeah, movie. So yeah. It's got to be lower. lower. Let's go lower. 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 You are correct. Five thousand eight hundred times. Well, that okay. so is still
1: much higher than mm, I would have yeah.
5: guessed. Not just Dan Radcliffe, but body doubles, stunt doubles, mm-hmm. and ah, other right. the babies who played him.
0: Mm-hmm. It would have been easier
5: to sort of just thing. carve it into his forehead. <laughs> it probably is yeah he would go and find a dark wizard there
4: there was a story for Star Trek that um, June Roddenberry tried to persuade Leonard Nimoy to actually have an operation to make his ears that shape
5: illogical (laughs) so you're at Mm 5800 number five the number of unique items in the world's largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia this is owned by Steve Sansweet of Rancho Obi-Wan in California. Oh, definitely higher. higher.
1: I think I've heard something about this being like, it's in the tens if not the hundreds of thousands. Okay,
3: let's go higher.
5: Higher. That is correct. 93,260 catalogued, <laughs> but Sansweet claims around 500,000 items. George so we'll go is with 500,000. Well, he just couldn't 000. be bothered to count over 400,000. More than his life's work. <laughs> or is he counting little Star Wars Lego breaks as individual <laughs> items? Right. Possibly. So,
3: half a million.
5: Half a million. Number six, the number of extras in the record-breaking crowd scene in Richard Attenborough's Gandhi film. Higher. Uh, I think Aww. it's
0: in the millions. I think it's one point something million.
4: Well, I have um, no knowledge about this. i prepared to go with Andy on this. Yeah. Although, I'll, go, I'll go I, with I know Andy. it's high, but I didn't know yeah. it was that high.
5: The streak is over. <gasps> oh, oh, it was I've lower. never seen
4: Gandhi.
1: <laughs> oh, it was... oh, you fucking, you biffed it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> do we want that to enter to official vernacular? Do we, do we explain what a
1: Bev is? is yeah.
3: Oh, I thought you said he, he biffed it. No, he uh, biffed back it. So
1: um, we have a friend called Bev who will very confidently assert something. <laughs> and then when it's wrong, go, oh, it was just a guess.
5: And yeah. <laughs> yeah. also get quite cross if you don't believe
4: her
1: when yeah. she said something. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah so 300,000 so it's lower there's a lot of extras
3: I'm feeling very disconcerted about how much I believe that <laughs> what else have you lied about?
1: <laughs> say I love you <laughs>
5: <man>. <laughs> I don't even know I'm sorry. <laughs> So you're at three hundred thousand. Number seven: the number of horses used in filming the ride of the Rohirrim <gasps> in Return of the King. Oh, that was about one point four million. Shut up, no, Andy. Shut up.
1: <laughs> 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 number of, that's got to be lower. Most of them would just be, be CGI. Be lo- yeah. So yeah. these are real horses, not CGI. Yeah. Real horses. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You'd have a couple of the front rows who are real, and then
1: the back, mm. the back lot. And then you would use the same horses for the different shots. The rest and would be stuff.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Lower. Yeah, you are correct. 250 real horses. Wow.
1: There
3: is a new, new uh, Lord of the Rings animated film out in December mm. called War of the Rohirrim. Mm. So maybe more horses will be added?
5: Perhaps, but not real ones. This is um, a cinema release, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yep. Uh, what number are we on now?
5: 250. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, the number of frames in The Nightmare Before Christmas. The stop motion classic. Okay, so
4: it's how well, long is it? it's either twenty four frames a second or twelve frames a second, depending when they shoot twos or they shoot ones. So got
1: twenty four times sixty times ninety. I mean, Can we use calculators? I going mean, to way higher than, t- higher
0: than t- than two hundred
5: and fifty. It's going to be, yeah. gonna, gonna yeah. be about one point four million. High. higher. Yeah. Yes, be in the it millions. One hundred and nine thousand four hundred and forty. <laughs> correct. Think of how many times that little skeleton had to move. Oh. So one oh nine four forty. Number nine, the number of gallons of water, US gallons, to destroy the Grand Staircase in Titanic.
3: Ooh. I mean,
5: 109,000
3: well, yeah, 109, gallons would be
1: a lot, right? Mm, but there was a lot of water. He had that massive tank, didn't he, that I built? Yeah, but...
4: I mean, typically to do that, you you need to pump it all into a big tank. So you have to have a tank of that size that you can then just literally open the gates and let it but, splish well, out. Yeah,
3: and they, they kind of inserted it through the ceilings mm. as well with enough force to break mm-hmm. the ceiling.
4: So it's actually making the tank big enough and also, mm. I suppose, not killing anyone who's anywhere near as well.
1: That wasn't CGI
5: actually did this that. This is real it? water that destroyed yeah. that staircase. Oh, can you imagine if it went wrong? Well, with this a- is what they're saying. They had one take to get it right. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I just don't know enough about gallons. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, know, I know plenty about Titanic
5: I have learnt
1: that a US gallon and a UK gallon apparently isn't the same thing, which I did not know. No. Um, I've learnt
5: something today.
3: My gut just says more.
5: My gut says more. Your guts are wrong. No. Oh. 90,000 gallons of water.
3: Close, though.
5: It's a lot of, lot of water. Mm. And finally, the number of spots animated oh. in Disney's 101 Dalmatians. The original. The original. Mm. Uh,
1: that's not the number of spots so, per yeah, frame, that's mean, just the number of no, it's the total number of total spots number drawn. in
5: the film. It's a number of spots per dog times number of dogs. Can't reuse the spots Right yeah. When so you're drawing a, a new frame So every frame of every animation Every spot Every spot in that film They must have been cursing The, the whole <laughs> idea At that point wasn't It's they? when they started using The Xeroxing technique To reproduce animation cells mm.
1: Mm. Are the spots consistent? I've never really again, That must be really Apparently, hard Apparently According to the Disney 100 yeah.
4: exhibition In London, yes You'll use a thing called Onion skinning Which is where you see Where they mm-hmm. were The previous frames So but typically you
0: draw them in The spots aren't actually Consistent on a Dalmatian They move a, around like, <laughs> like Rorschach from
5: Watchmen <laughs> Yeah He's, he's
1: actually a Dalma, He's just a normal man with his head up a Dalmatian's ass. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh,
5: in which case, higher. 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 You are correct. It is very much higher. 6,469,952 oh, wow. oh, spots. Wow. Spots before mm. your eyes there. The production of spots was one of the biggest creative factors facing 300 artists working on 101 Dalmatians. In all, there are 6,469,952 spots, on the coats of 101 dogs as they appear in 113,760 frames.
0: I'd imagine if they'd done 101 beagles, the time they would have saved. Mm. Exactly.
5: And just for a bonus round, you did pretty well altogether, mm-hmm. but the number of dollars worth of damage caused by the events of Godzilla versus Kong, according <laughs> to a YouTube video I found yesterday.
3: <laughs> the amount of damage.
5: The amount of damage that they caused in, in that film in dollars. Higher or lower than 6.5 million? Higher. Higher. Yes, very much so. According to this one video that has no basis uh, (laughs) on or corroborating sources, $21,774,480,050 of damage caused by those two big lads.
0: Would have thought it would cost more to fill in the hole that Godzilla shouted into the planet.
5: (laughs) What a stupid film.
3: Hello there!
5: (laughs) And that was your Movies by Numbers quiz. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. You all did. I think you got eight out of ten.
0: Hey. Hey.
3: That is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks time. Until then, do give us a follow on our social media channels. We're at Nerdfest UK, and it would be hugely appreciated if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. John, as a new year's treat, what would you like to inflict on the listeners if they leave us a review?
1: Not saying that I don't trust Don, or the accuracy of his quizzes, but I'm gonna come round to your house. I'm gonna be a bottle of wine some pizza. We're going to sit in sofa. We're going to put 101 Dalmatians on. We're going to start playing another vote. Pause. One spot. Two spots. <laughs> Play. Pause. Four spots. Five. Until next time, you've been listening to... A man who's really looking forward to the cinema. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down.
5: A man who didn't get a chance to mention the real cultural highlight of 2024, which is that Hamilton is going to be playing for six Woo! weeks, 25 minutes walk away from where I live. I might be there every night. I'll oh, see you there. Just... Or oh, listening from outside.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. A man who's wondering how on earth he's going to fit all of this in in the next year. A man
0: who's going to go watch Gandhi and count the extras.
3: And a woman who recommends we should all be more like Ronald Gladden. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Jason Statham. Beekeeper. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I've seen the trailer for this, and it's like Jason Statham
2: taking on cyber scammers with. (laughs) I (laughs) think they some sort of secret agent, and their code name is.